Hello. Hello there. Yeah, it's your pal Rory here for another week doing the all man radio thing at allman.net. And that was Atomic Energy Commission. The song was called Frank Lloyd Wrong. And that comes from an EP they put out last year, almost a year ago. It was in February, I think, uh, called Post Facts Nation. They uh, released that themselves, so far as I can tell. And i got to say, I like every single aspect of that song that I could possibly pick apart. Uh, and the rest of the EP is good, too. Is it an EP? It's it's got like eight songs. They're they're kind of short, but I uh, yeah I correct myself here. It's it's an album for what that matters these days. I don't know. Uh, so that's that. There's this horrible buzz that I hear. I apologize if that is overpowering. I'm gonna maybe try and tighten some connecting cables and all that garbage. I didn't pick up on that until it was too late. Um, and what else? Yeah, so got a bunch more neat finds from Bandcamp. Uh, in particular, I dug up a number of interesting things from Portland. So the next band is actually falls into that category. They're called Mope Grooves, and I'm going to play Smash Landscape. That's taken from Desire, which they released in 2019 through See My Friends. Um, other than the Bandcamp stuff, a whole bunch of new bands I've never played before, that is, I found on Bandcamp this week. Uh, also, the usual whatever, weirdo, country, instrumental, surf, um, I don't know, girl group, foreign, pop, weirdness, all that, which you may or may not expect from this show. Uh, and then Zach will be on halfway through for um, or. Uh, <laughs> I'm allowed, as, as he tends to be. At least I hope so. Didn't hear from him today. Uh, I sent a message to him earlier, but he's never missed one yet, so I'm sure sure he'll be around. And, I don't know, probably all kinds of technical mishaps for me. I guess we're off to a good start with that buzz. And, I don't know, what else is there to say, really? You can only do so much. And, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I could do more, but this is what it is for this week. So yeah, Moat Grooves, here it is, Smash the Landscape.
Something is wrong with me. Yeah, good. 
verstreichst in der Sonne. Die Laune der Flache, Tristesse.
Misfits. Poor Marty. Poor Misfits. A Misfit. It's the song. Put out in 1965 by Tappa Records. Then there was Tender Age. I really like that one. Puts me in mind of uh, a little bit like Jessica Bailiff stuff. Uh, so that was the song called Nothing. Comes from their release Becoming Real Forever. And it was put out in 2018 by Sinus. Then it was Sproto Lippen, uh, a regularly played band on this radio program, and for good reason. The song was Fruling, and it comes from their album Schleffen, which they put out in 2018 through Latenz in Bremen, Germany. Then it was Morgus with the Derringers, the Morgus Creep from a 1959 uh, Fulton single. Before that, The King Bees, On Your Way Down the Drain, also from a single, that one 
taken from something RCA put out in 1966. Then uh, it was to start Moat Grooves Smash the Landscape from Desire, released in 2019 by See My Friends. I hope it didn't say last year. I got. Uh, I hope I haven't done that yet. Sneaks up on me. Um, so yeah, I got more. What do you know? I got more music to come. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I'm going to play Tell Me's Swollen Sky next. Comes from the album No Pain by Tell Me, which they put out in 2019 as well. And actually, yeah, okay, never mind. I'm not going to get into all that. I think I got rid of that buzz. So that's good noise. <laughs> good, good news. Not good noise. I can't talk properly. Anyway, I'll do less talking and more music playing, so here it is.
papers or anything to read. In a strange town, a visitor can't always find the newspaper. He looks for one, but he can't find one. The neon signs start blinking Guaranteeing happiness Just take ten years to pay Garbage cans and gutters reeking Children laughing, winos weeping Cadillacs keep rolling on their way Nobody looks at me Nobody sees me Nobody ever asks my name Nobody touches me Smiling lips on frightened Quiver in the lovely places Where the lonely people come Pretending to be gay The lights go on, the spell is gone 
Once again they wander home In the stillness you can hear them say Nobody looks at me Nobody sees me Nobody ever asks my name into the church to pray I'm lost and cannot find my way the altar's there the candles flicker round the plastic saying the words won't come there's no use trying I can't waste the whole night crying I look up at the cross and wonder why nobody looks at me nobody sees me nobody ever asks my name nobody Okay, now I can hear myself, yeah. Johnny Collier, Nobody Touches Me, and they got me thinking I should have probably done a set of, like, self-pity songs, because that one would have fit right in with Marty's Misfits that we heard at the end of the last set. I didn't even mean to do that, to have (laughs) two songs that are really just guys feeling horrible about themselves at the end of each set. But what do you got to say about that, Mr. T? I don't know about that, but I do know ain't nobody ever accomplished anything by being caught up in self-pity. That's not what I'm about, and that's not what I want you to be about. Right. Exactly. I don't want anybody to be about that either. Um, so, yeah, that came out through... Nugget Records in 1969 on a single. Uh, before that, Fed Back Fatigue from... Simultaneity. <laughs> ah, I should have read that better. Simultaneity now from 2019, put out by Learning Curve and Reptilian. Then it was this heat makeshift Swahili from their second John Peel session, which was released as part of made available the John Peel sessions in 1996 through these records. And the original uh, recording date for that was October 26, 1977, and was aired originally on the 24th of November, 1977. Still sounds just as fresh, even like almost, what is it? Yeah, it's like over 40 years since then. Um, what else? Tell Me started it with Swollen Sky. That's from No Pain put out in 2019 as a self-released item. So I'm going to play something by Fad Gadget next. State of the Nation from 
Fireside Favorites put out in 1980 by Mute Records. I hadn't thought about Thad Gadget in a long time, but today I, I watched some stuff, some live footage of Frank Toby and Thad Gadget playing live, and wow, what a great performer he was. Just watching him on stage, you don't know what he's going to do next. He's, he's real wild. Uh, it's, it's such a shame that he, he died so young. I mean, you know, it wasn't like super young, not in his 20s. I guess he might have been in his like 40s or something, but it was, it was a while ago now. It was probably 20 years ago he died or something. And I think he was working on a new record. I remember reading that like, when I was probably, I don't know, 20, 18, something like that myself. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I'll play that next. Hopefully Zach will be around. I still haven't heard from him. And then I have a whole set of songs pertaining to graveyard stuff after that. So, yep, yep, that'll be about it. Okay. <laughs>
Gee, uh, I'm not certain that he really, uh, uh, really carried those sacks out here. Buscando a paz em tempo 
you have never gone to where you don't belong. Come walk in my shoes a while. If you don't know the pain of love, that's all in vain. I tried to live in your world and found I don't fit in. Instead, I've been neglected. That's where I've been. If you have never seen a world without a dream. Liz Anderson, Come Walk in My Shoes from a 1967 RCA Victor single. Then before that, what a weird song. Uh, Quarteto Nova Era, Apollo, from an EP also called Apollo, which was put out in 1969, also by RCA Victor. Um, they were a four-piece, two, two guys, two, two women, um, and it was the strangest thing because I, I think they have a whole lot more than just four people's worth of instrumentation going on in that recording. I've only listened to that a few times, but there's just so much <laughs> layer in there. It's it's almost kind of a mess, but it's you don't know what, what it's going to do from one piece of it to another. It's, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, that was uh, actually put it in Brazil. In Brazil. Um, then it was Whisper Hiss Undone from Everything Must Go, uh, put out in 2019. 
as a self-released item. They're another Portland find of mine from the past week or so. Let's see, what else? Dress forms before that Winter Shades from We Don't Dig Guitars, also put out in 2019, this time by the label Kennel Jitters. And to start the great Thad Gadget from State of the Nation, or sorry, the song The State of the Nation, it's from Fireside Favorites, released in Mute, by Mute in 1980. Ah, I, I gotta learn how to read here. So, what do you know, uh, Zach actually is around, he just sent me a message, so we got some serious horse crap to discuss right about, oh, I don't know. Now, maybe? I hope I keep my mailman called Mr. Mac away from Zach. My name is Megan. I'm scared of Zach. Hey there, old hound dog. <laughs> hey, hey. What's shaking? I, I just read on the front page of the, uh, of the, the Czech news that you changed your name to Genius, your first name to Genius. <laughs> I just read that on the front page of the the, the Czech, Czech, Czechia news. Yeah, I, I, I was meaning to tell you before, but you know, I, I see you were a little busy today. I thought, yeah, I thought I would have. I, I thought I would have been on the list of people who would have known about that. Me, your mom, that lady from work. <laughs> yeah, actually, the lady from work found out about it through other means too. So she she wasn't too pleased about it, but you know, I'll I'll keep you in the loop the next time. I do that. I'll I'll be sure to update you quickly, promptly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, please. I I I would like a. Uh, I don't want to read about it in a tweet again. <laughs> <laughs> I was very I was very uh, irritated to, to read about it in a tweet by the leader of the Czech Republic, whose name I don't know. Yeah, I've been living here for over a year, and I I think I know it to read it, but I I don't know how to pronounce it. Babish, something like that. <laughs> anyway. Radish? <laughs> yeah, he's a big radish. Yeah. <laughs> better than being a tomato, I guess. Yep, anything's better than that. At least he's not a nightshade, or a sheep. <laughs> what do you got going on today, Buster? Well, I was supposed to go to Cleveland to do some recording. And I may still yet, but I had some, uh, I had some intestinal difficulties last night. Kind of kept me up throughout the course of the night and uh i'm not feeling i'm feeling better this morning but i'm just kind of tired didn't sleep very much so i may just uh hang hang out here around columbus today been going on long walks yeah i was gonna say you definitely don't want to be driving when you have intestinal difficulties <sighs> yeah that's that's worst case scenario you don't you don't want to be too far away from an opportunity to to use the facilities if you need the facilities. Yeah, otherwise you're using, we're trying to use facilities where no facilities exist. <laughs> yeah, remember the time, the time that I got food poisoning in Ukraine and we had to take that bus ride and they, they shut the bathroom down? I do. <laughs> and uh, that was, or when we were on that, that uh, train in Belarus where they, um, they wouldn't let they, you couldn't use the bathroom at a certain time. They like would like lock the bathrooms down for unexplained reasons. And that was like, there was still, I was still having the same problem. I probably had that problem for about a week. 
I ate that soup or something that really didn't dis- that really disagreed with me. Was it the chicken and, chips? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was those. I, I don't think so. I mean, it could have been, but you ate those. You ate those chips, yeah. and you did didn't bother you. Yeah, I just remember I mean, you, you know, were really pissed is... off at those chicken chips for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Well, I don't remember why I was so upset about them. I think I just I didn't like the flavor. That was one issue I had with them. <laughs> but I don't. No, I think it was that soup that we had that we got served because you didn't. I don't remember you eating. I don't think you ate the soup that we got served when he was like a vegetable kind of soup. And I don't think it was, you wanted to go out and get something a little heartier. And I ate that soup is the way I remember it anyway. I mean, my, you know, who knows my memory. I can't remember what happened yesterday. So it's hard to say. I do remember, I do remember being really, really sick. Like, and having really intense intestinal di- discomfort and not being able to be away from the bathroom and then us having to get on that overnight ba- overnight train ride train ride from uh you know from Belarus you know like just hop on in the middle of the night and and go to uh I think it was Lithuania yeah that's and what it was they would just shut down the bathroom so that you couldn't go to the bathroom at all and it's like I think I turned green holding it in, you know, it was like, (laughs) and then the very next day where we got on that bus and I don't understand why they shut down the bathroom. I don't, well, it's like they don't do it on every one of them. They only shut down the, it's, I think maybe the driver gets to decide (laughs) when the bathroom gets shut down. I thought we had that really long one. Yeah, I think that well, was going from Lithuania to Warsaw, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was something like they probably aren't allowed to do that, but they do it anyway, or at the time. It was just probably like a gray area regulation where they could probably, if somebody complained about it enough, maybe they'd get in trouble for it. But, you know, who's actually going to bother to see it <laughs> through? Yeah, I know, because I remember telling them, because we were, we were in, like, some kind of rest stop or something. And, I like, at that rest stop, I knew it was going to be a long time before we were going to get to stop again. And I was, like, you and I, I was debating about whether I would get on the bus at all. I don't know what we would have done at that point. But I was, like, very much debating whether I was going to get on the bus at all. And, uh, <clears throat> like, I, some lady communicated to the bus driver for me that, they have to open it up. You know, like if I tell them they, they had to open it up, I think they agreed to it. I really don't. It's kind of fuzzy in my mind, but I do remember something along those lines. It was like yeah. sheer panic. You know, it's like the worst, the, the last thing you want to do when you're on tour is shit yourself. That's, <laughs> that's I would, you know, there's, because if you're throwing up, you can throw up. I could throw up in the aisle. Let's say, let's say my trouble was that I'm, I'm puking. I can puke in the aisle. I mean, I'm not going to make any friends doing that. Yeah. But if I'm shitting, it's it's certainly frowned upon to throw up in an aisle. But it's impossible to shit in an aisle. <laughs> you know, you you can't pull down your pants and shit. And then, because 
when you throw up, there's no mess to clean up in your mouth. You know, I mean, you know, you're probably going to, obviously, you're going to want to brush your teeth and swish your water, mouth out with water. And I've got a big beard, so it'll be, you know, there's that big mess. But when you're shitting, you know, it's like that's not the end of it. You've got to clean your, you got to clean your butt afterwards. So let's say I even, I, I mean, I'm sure it's illegal to shit in the aisle anywhere anyway, <laughs> but I mean, it, <laughs> Cause you have to pull your goddamn pants down to do it, of course, right? But if you're wearing a kilt um, or a dress or something, then I guess you could. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you, yeah, you'd have to get the kilt or the dress out of your way. I mean, yeah, that's assuming you're not wearing. Maybe I should just wear a kilt on tours from here on out. <laughs> yeah, then you <laughs> so can. I can that way, I can shit in the aisles of uh, buses. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the uh, the indecency factor. You got that charge out of the <laughs> way. It's it's not an issue. I did. I did shit on a public sidewalk in Australia. I think I already talked about the, that on this, <laughs> on this program, though. Yeah. For anybody interested, I'll, I'll give the, uh, the the number of the show so uh, folks can reference that. They haven't already heard. <laughs> dig that up a little later. Yeah. Yeah. I won't. I won't repeat that story. But but it's like that's the worst case scenario: is shitting in your pants on tour because you you ruined a pair of underwear, you ruined a pair of pants entirely you've got to discard them you don't have many clothes with you on a tour anyway and uh you know you you ruined the one of the pairs of you know one of the pairs of clothes you it was it's so hard to do on a on a especially on what we were doing a public transit tour it's so hard to we had the hardest time trying to find a laundromat we i don't think we did i think we were unsuccessful in finding Successfully finding and having enough time to do our clothes. We did it in Wash Bulgaria because I think that was the might have been the only time we washed them actually, or pretty close on it. Well, we washed our clothes in uh, uh, in someone's house in. <laughs> oh yeah, Moldova, right? Moldova. Yeah, we didn't get right. to do it yeah, in Bulgaria. Yeah, it was so long ago. It was like almost ten years ago. Isn't that weird? I know, isn't that, isn't that, but yeah, that is bananas, like yep. 2013, 2012, something like that. Yeah. It was like, we, we did wash, or we, they washed our clothes for us, and I remember them hanging our clothes up in this extremely cold room, <laughs> so that our clothes got, like, stiff as a board, because it was, they hung it up in like a sunroom, but it was winter, yeah. and it was very, very cold. So our clothes froze in a lot so of cases. Our, <laughs> yeah, basically. I remember trying to get my clothes back into my uh, back into my backpack, and it was just like it, it was like putting cardboard in a. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like put, like jamming down something that's cardboard into a <laughs> into a spot. You know, it's like it, it it wouldn't really fold. It was just jamming them down in there. It was it was really uh and I think that was the only time we, we got a chance to wash our clothes it on like a 40-some-day tour. <laughs> yeah. Or well, 40-day tour, at least. And I didn't have very... You know, I had... From what I remember, I had three changes of clothes with me. Because you're carrying it. You have to carry every single... Belong, I mean, you have to carry everything with you on a public transit tour. You don't have any choice. You're carrying every single thing that you have with you everywhere you can't leave it somewhere it's uh 
that's something I never want to repeat again in my life. <laughs> it was a great tour, but I never want to repeat that. I never want to do that again. I've grown accustomed say. to doing it with a van instead. And yeah, it's, it's a lot more... Uh, things are a lot more under control in general. And then on top of that, I guess like there's certain disadvantages, believe it or not. The fact that when you're doing it on a train... If you do a, a train or you know public transit-based tour, all that stuff leaves at a certain time, so you're not really going to be getting into situations where you're delayed because somebody was doing something stupid or whatever. It's like you have to be at the station and then on the vehicle, or you're fucked because then you can't get to where you're supposed to get, so you can get somewhere else, and you got all these ticket spot and that kind of thing. But um, so yeah, you can you can end up getting delayed by a bunch of just stupid you know people fooling around kind of thing when you're doing a van tour but uh then it affords you luxury such as using toilets when you really need to uh when otherwise you might not be able to if you're on a train or something yeah that's the i mean that's the whole other problem right van being in a van that's that's another that's another problem of it because then you know it's like you and I, all you and I had to do was rely on, on one another. And, you know, we're both relatively reliable people. We understand that, okay, well, the train leaves at 4 a.m., so we've, we've got to go and just wait at the train station. I mean, most people, well, maybe not know most people, but I'd say a lot of people just uh, aren't amenable to that you know, to like making that kind of sacrifice for whatever it is you're trying to do. Okay, well, we're not going to get any sleep tonight. We've got to go just wait at the train station in the cold for a few hours because that's the only opportunity we have to go to the next place we're going to. I mean, that happened. that's happened to us more times than I really want to remember where we just had to wait in a cold goddamn train station <laughs> for hours and hours because... You can't go to back to someone's house because you can't rely on them to get get you to where you're going. You don't want to have, have to have them get up at 3 a.m. and take you to where you're going. So you've got to just go wait at the train station. Well, most people aren't, you know, aren't really willing to make that kind of sacrifice to, to do something like that. And, and sometimes so, they say they will and they don't, as you and I experienced. That's the main problem right there. Yeah, that's that's the key problem. You know, that's. That's what reminds me how much of of why I love to play music. Well, I, I love to play music with other people. I love to tour just by myself or with one or maybe two other people that I know to be reliable and trustworthy because it's <clears throat> people have this really romanticized idea of what a tour is, and it's a great, remarkable honor and privilege that I've been able to play all over the world and I don't take that lightly I think that's a I can't believe that I've had such a tremendous opportunity to do that but it's not all that glamorous you know it's it's usually pretty punishing and like a, a long distance suffering kind of event you know it's like an Olympic event but the, the Olympic event is long distance suffering you know it's <laughs> How how long can you do this? How 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 much how how long can you continue to, to suffer like this? 
and uh, you know, forty days was my max. I, I would never, I'd never want to do a a tour longer than that where I didn't have where I didn't have control over the mode of transportation. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty much on board with that too. I don't know if I could ever go back to it, but. <laughs> Yeah, at least we did. At least I don't know it's more more than a lot of other people can say for for whatever that's worth. I don't know. May, maybe other people are smarter for not having done things similar to that. You know, there's obviously some people who who do that still, or you know, when it was possible to do it, like like Arma or or Safi and and a lot of other like especially people who are just like one to two people acts who. Like, I think that's kind of the magic number for if you're doing a public transit tour. I don't know if you could even... Could you even really do that if you had a band, sensibly? Like, maybe you could... I don't think so. I think the drums would... Yeah, I think the the drums would get in your way. I think the drums would make it impossible because one person really can't carry all their drums. It's just not possible. You know, you'd have to have someone else... And then to try and find a place for the drums to sit on a train or a bus, a small... I mean, many times we were in just incredibly cramped positions where people were so angry at us. <laughs> yeah, they were. Just for the relatively small amount of equipment. I mean, you know, I guess considering how much equipment most musicians use, what we had was pretty remarkably small. I mean, we, we had a, a small amount of equipment for a, a long, you know, quote-unquote professional tour. We had a, almost no equipment, you know? So just imagine, like, the, the quiet public outrage at, at, at us taking up the space that we did and then multiply that by someone having their drums along. Or someone having, you know, like a full band having their their entire band, entire band's equipment. Well, yeah, if you on a bus, if you made arrangements, let's just say to have drums at each location in advance as part of your rider, it still wouldn't even really be all that great. I mean, aside from the issues that you encounter when you're borrowing drums on the road, it's just like you usually just get garbage most of the time anyway. But you still got to haul around guitars and then whatever every person needs and then probably like breakables for the drums, like all that kind of shit. So it's still, it still would be a nightmare. Like you got like four people doing that. I'm sure people have done it. I think it would be absolutely awful. I would never want to do it, but I'm sure there's somebody <laughs> out there who has. Yeah, let's have them call in. Go ahead and uh, <laughs> dial this number, uh, 555-555-555-555, and uh, let's hear from you. Yep. Let's, let's hear if you've done a public transit tour with a full drum kit. We want to we want to hear about how stupid you are yeah. to have done such a really incredibly dumb thing. Yeah, we can take a, tra- a trip down memory lane with somebody else, and then whoever is listening, <laughs> I'm sure they'd find that just as amusing as hearing us talk about a bunch of stuff that you know, people have very limited insight on. <laughs> it's like, who, who is this conversation <laughs> for, really? Yeah, I don't know. I, you and I, I would say, primarily. Yeah. Oh, well. I'd say, uh, <laughs> but I'm having the time of my life. That's the important thing. Yep. I'll mark myself down for that, too. Anyway. Yeah, I'm ha- having a blast here, buddy. <laughs> don't you worry about that. 
<laughs> but we're getting close on the uh, 20 minute mark here now so maybe maybe it's a wise time to wrap it up i think that I, I i i think you're right about that i think i i don't i don't know how i don't know how much there is more to say about shitting in the aisle of a bus <laughs> i think i think that that topic has been has been exhausted for now, at any rate, I might have more insight to share next week. Who knows? Yeah, that's it. There's I always might, another I'll probably chance. be thinking about it a lot. <laughs> All week, I'll probably be thinking about it. So I might have some more twisted, uh, uh, more, more, more twisted views on it by, by next week. Hard to say. Yep. Oh, well. So stay tuned, everyone. Yeah, time will tell. <laughs> All right, my friend. As always, it's a, it's a real thrill. I, I'm looking forward to the. I always love the... Uh, the section that direct i mean i love it all but i love the, the section that directly follows it the uh the uh, uh like the song cycle i guess you'd call it oh yeah this this one's all about graveyard oriented stuff so oh that that's right up my alley <laughs> that sounds fantastic <laughs> well i'll be tuning in my friend thank you for having me i'll be seeing you thanks pal talk to you later be seeing you bye bye uh, all right goodbye here we go. Uh, so that's it for Mr. Coons and I for I'm Allowed for this week. And it's time to start off the whole graveyard set. Uh, Ralph G, Granny's Grave. Here it is. Leaves from green withering to brown. Smiles decaying to a frown. All the little kitties grown far too. Cross down wings that fly tonight. Someone will surely die. To Granny's door, a knock of death. Granny's life is come to rest. The wind now blowing down a hill. Relatives looking for a will. Snowfalls down on Granny's grave. Robbers becoming awfully brave. Cross my on wings that fly tonight Someone will surely die Granny's still with a smile on her face All wrapped up in decaying lace Her hair falls out, she turns to dust No more left, not even a crust Relatives finally find a will This for Jack, that for Jill he got the well, but all good granny got was Dark draws high on wings that fly Tonight someone will surely die Tonight someone will surely die Tonight someone will surely die
I've heard enough country music coming out of your joint to last me a lifetime. Now, pipe down. It's the music of angels, sir. Don't you dare talk about country music. You're taking it to a whole other level with that shit. You need to just cut it out. Just cut it out. All you big and burly men who roll the trucks along Better listen, you'll be thankful when you hear my song You have really got it made If you're hauling goods Any place on earth but those Hainesville woods It's a stretch of road up north in Maine That's never, ever, ever seen a smile if they buried all the truckers lost in them woods, there'd be a tombstone every mile. Count them off. There'd be a tombstone every mile. And you're headed down You gotta drive the woods To get to Boston town When it's winter up in Maine Better check it over twice That Haynesville road Is just a ribbon of ice It's a stretch of road Up north in Maine That's never, ever, ever Seen a smile If they buried all the truckers Lost in them woods, there'd be a tombstone every mile. Count them off, there'd be a tombstone every mile. When you're talking to a trucker that's been hauling goods, down that stretch of road in Maine they call the Haynesville Woods He'll tell you that dying and going down below Won't be half as bad as driving on that road of ice and snow It's a stretch of road up north in Maine That's never, ever, ever seen a smile if they buried all the truckers lost in them woods, there'd be a tombstone every mile. Count them all. There'd be a tombstone every mile.
words now my heart is broken it's all for the birds in the deep deep hole i'll vanish saving sound where you can't get to it kick it around six foot under six foot under six foot under down in the cold cold ground Six foot under, down in the cold, cold ground.
It's something I've been doing this show for almost a year, and I still come up with stupid song set ideas like that. Thematical garbage, for whatever it's worth. I get a kick at it. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, so yeah, that was Hank Williams with his Drifting Cowboys, Six More Miles to the Graveyard, put out in 1948 by MGM. Uh, then we heard before that Bob Fryfogle, Six Feet Under from a 1962 Wedge single. Dick Curlis, a tombstone every mile, just in time for your winter driving purposes. Um, came out on an album of the same name through Capitol in 1965. Then it was the Gravestone for Rigor Mortis from a 1962 Danny record single. Also heard Gene Ski and the Troubadour Six Foot Down from a 1966 Sarah single. And started things with Ralph Jean, Granny's Grave, taken from the amazing Ralph Jean, his music, his story, released in 2007 by Discriminate Audio. And as I, for some reason that I can't determine, watch this cat video that's about five minutes long of cats playing in somebody's bathtub with snow, uh, I'm going to put on something by Ann Steele next. It's called South Afternoon, taken from the one and only the Ann Steele album released in 1979 by Durham.
a yellow fruit. Orange. Duh. Did you go? Haven't seen you around, old boy, in about a day or so. Last time I saw you, you borrowed my car. Said you'd be back early, wasn't going very far. But tell me, Elmo, did you hit a fence? Yeah, I sure did. You've been gone a long, long time, and I ain't seen you since. <laughs> Did you go? Haven't seen you around, old boy, in about a week or so. Last time I saw you, you was feeling so blue. And me being your old buddy, I let you take out my girl too. Now that was Clementine. That you going to a movie, Elmo, and you'd be back by ten. But that's been a long, long time, and I ain't seen you since.
Hollis Brown, he lived on the outside of town. Hollis Brown, he lived on the outside of town. With his wife and five children and his cabin falling down. Falling down. He looked through work and money as he walked a weary mile. He looked for work and money as he walked a weary mile. Your children are so hungry, they don't know how to smile. How to smile. Your baby's eyes look crazy, they're tugging at your sleeve. Your baby's eyes look crazy there, tugging at your sleeve. You'll walk the floor and wonder why, with every breath you breathe. Breath you breathe. Your grass is turning black, there's no water in your well. Your grass is turning black now, there's no water in your well. You spent your long last dollar on seven shotgun shells. Shotgun shells. Your baby's crying loud, now it's pounding on your brain. Your baby's crying louder now, it's pounding on your brain. Your wife's screams are stabbing like a dirty driving rain. Driving rain. Your brain is a bleed and your legs can't seem to stand. Your brain is a bleeding and your legs can't seem to stand. Your eyes fixed on the shotgun you're holding in your hand. In your hand. There's seven people dead now on the South Dakota farm. There's seven people dead now on a South Dakota farm. But somewhere in the distance, there's seven new people born. People born. Yes, somewhere in the distance, there's seven new people born. Huh, that weird clicking noise. That's supposed to be the backing track. What on earth is going on? I'm going to turn that down because it's kind of annoying. I think the, did the phone die? I use a phone to play the backing track. Well, that was really unexpected. I even had the backing track lined up to play, but I guess that isn't going to happen, at least not on the phone. But I can still rig something up here... 
Uh, and while I talk to you, uh, I might as well tell you something halfway useful. That was Shell Price, The Ballad of Hollis Brown, put out on a single by Crossfire Records. I don't know when that came out. That was written by Bob Dylan. He does a version of that, too, but I actually like the, the Shell Price version more. Um, he kind of, Shell Price took some liberty with that lyrically and chopped <laughs> out a few verses, I guess. But uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's for the best. I'm not, not a big Bob Dylan fan anyway, but he, he can still write a good song or two here and there. Um, what else are they going to say about that? Yeah, he, um, or I should say, Jeffrey Lee Pierce. Whoop. Jeffrey Lee Pierce said that was one of the most depressing songs ever written in this mixtape thing that he put together for somebody that I managed to find the track list for. Not just referring to the Shell Price version, but I guess the, the original written by Bob Dylan. Anyhow, anyhow, we heard Fantastic Planet. I'm really not on the ball today. Fantastic Plastic. There we go. I'm thinking about the movie Fantastic Planet, which I haven't watched in like 20 years. Uh, TV Void from their TV Void EP, which they self-released last year. Then it was Subtle Beast with Vital from Music for Men, also self-released. That came out in 2019. The Benny Boys with Hey Hello from a 1961 Cotton record single. Then it was Jillian Hill's Tomorrow is Another Day from a 1965 Discs Vogue single. She wrote that song and the song on the other side as well. Uh, and to start Ann Steele, South Afternoon from the Ann Steele album, put out in 1979 by Durian. And, yeah, I guess there's about five minutes or so to go. I'm going to play something by The Residents. It's Explosion, taken from their Santa Dog EP. It's one of the earliest releases by them. I, I don't know if they might have done one album before that. Something like that. Anyway, this is a really great EP that came out in 1972. Um, it's worth looking at the artwork for it because it's really strange. Um, and what they did apparently is they sent this out to a bunch of people randomly, like celebrities or industry people or people who just generally wouldn't have an interest in the music of the residents. And... It's one of those things, you'll never know what the reaction was to that. I'm sure in a lot of cases people just totally disregarded it. But if you look at the packaging of it and then you think about the music, including Explosion that I'm going to play and then the other songs on it, which are equally as unusual, then to get such a package like that would definitely leave somebody scratching their heads. Uh, I think even now if you just randomly got something like this in the mail, if somebody would, who I don't know who sends out vinyl in the mail to random people, but if you did that in such a package with such unusual music now, or even using these songs, you, you'd, you'd really uh, get somebody's attention. Even though I don't think they're trying to do it for attention's sake for trying to like get into the industry. I think they're just trying to do it to screw with people. So yeah, that's coming up next. I'll end off the, the show with that. I'll try and talk a little more precisely a little more concisely even uh, next week and I'll post the replay real soon too 
So thanks for listening, be it live or through the, uh, the replay. And uh, I don't think there's anything else to say. Fuck out of here. Just look after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. He's seeing you. And you.